Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Tell us how she met Thea for the first time. So she had just, she had, um, at a certain point, um, after working at IBM out of college, she uh, decided she wanted to get her PhD. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to I- do a couple of jubels <laughs> on this. A lot of education. Okay, go. And IBM, um, <laughs> IBM was willing to pay for continued education for their employees. And right. so she got into Radcliffe. Uh, right, yeah. is it Radcliffe? Harvard. The, the Harvard for girls before Harvard. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I you know, know what it was. You know Everyone's who love story. A Hello. Lot people, a lot of, lot of people don't. Don't know that Radcliffe was the girl part of Harvard? Yeah. A lot, yeah. I mean, a lot of younger people, at least. I mean, they don't know anything. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so she went there. She she decided she wanted to get her PhD. Got accepted there. Went there. 
didn't didn't go well for her. It just wasn't a right fit. Um, she was she was older than a lot of people. She had a lot more experience than a lot of the people in the right. program. It was basically she had already had like several years at this like super cutting edge like technology company under her belt. She was taking classes with a bunch of really incredibly intelligent people who also saw the future of computer technology and where it was going to take us. Right. But they were younger. She was right. just she was just way more mature than them. Um, and she lasted, I think, about a semester and was like, get me out. I, I want to go back to work yeah, for IBM. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. And, yeah. I think after you, you're so well-respected in your yeah, office. Yeah, it's really hard like, to like yeah. suddenly like, like have to deal with, yeah. deal with a bunch lonely. of... Yeah, and she was lonely and mm-hmm. she was she was really lonely. She knew it was... I think she had... She understood the world of gay New York and how it existed. I think she saw at that time that there were also a lot of changes happening there that definitely probably, I, I assume, weren't happening anywhere near on that scale in Boston. I'm, right. I'm assuming this. I, I don't know that for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, dropped out of school, came back to New York, got an apartment on the Upper West Side where she didn't know where there were any gay bars nearby and called up oh, her- wait, Upper West Side. That's where <laughs> I live. Okay. Called up her dear friend and said, if you know where the lesbians are, please take me. And there are variations of how exactly she said <laughs> okay. that sentence. And Judith, Judith, you, Judith needed to add something. No. Okay. She's, she, she, she said it. I mean, it's a very famous like a uh, line that she, that it's kind of like one of her sound bites. Yes. Right? Like a lot of people knew this yeah. line. I knew this line coming in when I first met her. Um, and it's said different ways. So it was actually weird writing the book. I'm like, well, shit, how do I write it? Like, which version do I use? I went with the one that she gave me herself in person in the transcript. I figured that's the and best that, one to use. What is it? If you know where the lesbians are. Oh, yeah, please take Okay. Yeah. We should name this up. If you know where the lesbians are. Um, please tell me. Okay. So, so then. So, yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, immediate. Death started, took her downtown back to the village, showed her the new spots that had opened up. Um, was the cubby hole open yet? No. No. That was much later, I think. Click club? Way later. Way later. Way later. I used to have a joke in my act about the click club. What is it? Can you tell it, me? I, it was so stupid. My mother had this friend, Doris. And Do- my mother grew up in Manhattan, and Doris loved New York, uh, and they lived in New Jersey because that's where my mother moved to New Jersey. To, you know, because my father worked in Trenton, they picked the in between spot between <laughs> New York and Trenton. And so Doris was one of the women at the synagogue, Holocaust survivor. Anyway, she. Her and my mother, let's go. They would go to shows and, you know, my mother just loved, she hated living there. And um, I used to do this bit in my act about Doris was so hyper and she'd call up my mother. Uh, Ruth, we're going to New York. We're going to New York. We're going to go to New York. We're going to get on the train. We're going to go to New York. Uh, maybe at the Clint Club. I would go on and on of every fucking lesbian bar. It was funny then. Like, apparently not funny right now. Okay, so <laughs> do, it, it got to the point where she kept calling to Ruth. We're going to the Click Club. Okay, so <laughs> what were the names of the bars then? I need Edie's map in front of me. Oh, um, Provincetown Landing. Provincetown. Oh, Landing. Provincetown no, Landing. Provincetown, that's right. I the think Pro- the Laurels. I think both of those had closed by the time she returned, and that's why she was. That's Maybe. why she needed to know where the Bagatelle was. The hot spot over on Eleventh University. Really, the Bagatelle. Yeah. So my mother. Even came into the city. What on a double date? No way. She before she was married. Because there were a lot of straight people who went to these bars to like, because they couldn't believe there were gay people. 
Are you kidding? And my mother tells this whole story about this very attractive woman at the bar wearing like a gray one-piece dress and the whole thing and whatever. And she was like, it could have been eating. I'm like, I bet it it was. It could have been. It really could have been. My mother just just told me the story like the last couple of months ago. Where were you? Where were you when yeah. you meet Edie? Yeah. When you I, met Edie? Yeah. Like, hello. But speaking of these yeah. the names of these bars and trying to find them, yeah. I want to I want to give a shout out to this woman named Gwen Shockey, who's an artist who has this really incredible project where she's been finding mm-hmm. all of these lost women's spaces and like mm-hmm. tracking them and going and taking photographs of where they actually existed. Yeah. What's her name? Gwen Shockey. And oh, all your wow. listeners should look her up. She's super I get cool, my voice really back. Really We're going to interview her. Yeah. she's And she was super helpful to talk to. Really? Yeah. But the bar. I might have to have her. All right, it's okay. I might have to join that interview. All right. <laughs> the um. So the place where Edie finally met uh, Thea wasn't wasn't actually technically a women's bar, a lesbian bar. It was a restaurant called Portofino that had a sort of an unofficial lesbian night. Um, it was run at the time by Elaine, uh, Elaine Kaufman. Uh, yes, Elaine's. Elaine yeah. Kaufman of Elaine. And um, if if people you know, don't... God bless these icons. <laughs> <Yeah>. Go out <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Well, and she was, and she was really like, you know, honing all her skills to turn Elaine's into what Elaine's was at Portofino by like curating these like really fantastic groups of like super cool people, which included mm-hmm. a lot of queer people. Um, and, well, come on. <laughs> and I mean, so, we are the coolest people in the world. Beyond. Hello. So it just became we're kind so of fun. I know. <laughs> fun people. We are the fun, and everybody. We, wants we, we're so us. like know what it's like to feel completely. You know, like. We don't take anything serious. It's, we are, you know, if you don't have a gay, well, no one who's listening doesn't have a gay in their life, but these people who think they don't know gay people, it's just ridiculous. Okay. Because you know a gay and you love a gay and you don't even realize it. But anyway, go, you know, it's sort of like all underground. Like it's like, okay, so-and-so is doing this on Tuesday night. We're going to meet there. So-and-so is cool. We're going to go there. But there was never like a big sign, you know, because forget it. It was illegal. Yeah. No, it's just what we used to discuss. Like if she had a crush on somebody too, find them and like zigzag the city to these bars to find somebody. She's right. Like pre-cell no phones. Cell. It was such a no, Right. There was no cell. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she was like, oh my God, you could spend your whole night like, looking for someone for somebody. going to all the yeah. places that had gay. That's amazing. The other thing she also said is it was an embarrassment to leave the bar alone. Oh. Yeah. So Edie had, she, you know, she had a reputation for leaving the bars a lot, always with a woman. Huh? She wasn't always going home with them. She just didn't like the look of leaving a bar by herself. Yeah. <laughs> like, so fucking hilarious. So there's a great story about her back. Yeah. She, um, story. Yeah, flashing. So, so yeah. So, on one of those cases, she um, she took she took a young woman home. Um, didn't the, it was too late for this person to get a bus back to New Jersey? Edie let her stay over, um, but didn't want to have sex with her. Yeah. So, but slept in the same bed, you know, like, facing away from each other. Yeah. Um, and years and years later, like decades later, um, she's out. In, Edie is out in the Hamptons and meets Liz Smith for the first time. And it turns out that the woman that was Liz Smith's current assistant, and she, and Liz goes, "Oh, Edie Windsor, nice to meet you. I heard I hear you have a very lovely back." No way! <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! I loved Liz Smith. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's great. Yeah. 
So, so small world. So she meets Thea. So she and Dev go to Portofino one night. Okay. This Dev like, Buxbaum. Dev Buxbaum. Her name. Okay. Good, uh, best, friend. best friend. They had dated briefly, but um, quickly didn't work became, out. Didn't work out, but quickly yeah. became like dear friends throughout their entire lives. I mean, one mm-hmm. of her oldest and dearest friends. Um they were at the bar actually waiting for their table and um, Thea was there. I can't remember if she was on a date. She wasn't on a date because she wasn't no. with her girlfriend. She was with another friend. Mm-hmm. Dev uh, introduced them and Thea or Edie was just immediately completely like smitten mm-hmm. and they went off to their table. Thea and her friend went off to their table and Dev could like immediately tell that Edie was interested and she's like, no, she's taken. This is, no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, but Edie very, you know, filed, filed her away in, in the back of her mind. And, and they actually ended up going to the same party that night. Like later it was, you know, it was a small scene. Yeah. It was a pretty small scene. Yeah. Um, danced and danced and danced. And they oh, continued. <laughs> Which is what Edie loved. To yeah. Do. Both of them. That was, yeah. that was, that was their thing. And like over the next, um, I mean, it was two years, right? Like mm-hmm. continued to just like run into each other at different parties uh, Theo was always taken, but they were there was clearly just like a connection between them. There was was Thea and Thea was a psychologist at this time, mm-hmm. but she had a lot of lesbo patients, correct? Not in the sixties. No, uh, no, that's not when when she was studying to be a psychologist. Mm-hmm. Homosexuality was still a uh, mental illness, right? But she did have she did uh, have gay she did have gay patients. Yeah, yeah, she had. I mean, later on, right? Age years, yeah. Then she really helped. Even at the even at the time. So here, there's a lot of stories that didn't actually make it into this book. (laughs) Uh, Let's tell them, baby. That's why Edie didn't want me talking today. I hear you. Yeah, Um, she did. She she did have um, and I know that because of a story that I that will not that will not. God damn it! Sorry. After the microphones are off, I'll tell you. All right. Yeah. So. They keep bumping into keep each bumping other. Bumping into each other. Yep. Um, Edie at this point is just getting sadder and sadder. She joins the group um, and then finally finds out that Thea has broken up mm-hmm. with her long-term single. girlfriend, single for the first time ever, um, and going to be out in the Hamptons. And it was early May, so totally impossible to get a last-minute like room in the Hamptons probably I imagine as it still is right now with that kind of time frame. Um, Edie starts calling around every single person she knows. Nobody has a room. She calls up somebody that she like vaguely knows. And she says, I know this is like so, like so presumptuous, but I really need a room in the Hamptons for that weekend. Can I please like crash with you? And they let her and they invited her. Um, And it was specifically good that it was these people because she had heard that um, the woman who was going to be driving Thea or Thea was going to be driving her friend out and her friend was going to be staying at this house. So she knew for sure that Thea was actually going to be stopping at this house she was staying at before continuing on to the place that she had been renting with her girlfriend that she had just broken up with. Okay. Like, smart. Um, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So she was supposed to arrive. Um, Edie, Edie arrived. Um, all the people at the house were like, we're going out dancing. Edie was like, I'm going to stay behind and wait for these people that are supposed to show up. She didn't say that. She made up some excuse as to why she, she was tired, okay. didn't want to go out yeah. dancing. Um, waited up, waited up, waited up, waited up. They never arrived. And she was 
super pissed, found out later <laughs> that um, the ladies who had gone out dancing had heard that Thea had to work late, couldn't make it out, so they oh, weren't coming till tomorrow. I know, okay. Edie finds us out. And she could have had a morning. night out dancing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so she hears this, and so she waits around the next day, which is Saturday, and like all through the morning, the, everyone in the house like goes off to the beach. They're waiting for her. They, they want her to, they want Edie to go yeah. with her. Edie's like, no, I'm going to stay behind. Like it gets to be like 11, noon, one, like nobody's showing up. And Edie's, Edie's fucking pissed. She's of like, course. she's like, I want to work on my tan. I'm like right. wasted this entire right. like three day weekend. And, um, and then Thea arrived with her friends. What time? I think it was like, I want to say like, yeah, mid afternoon, probably around like two okay. ish, I want to say. Um, he was pissed. I don't blame her. He was her. pissed, but, but, but then, but then, but until, then until, until, until she, she heard until the car she, in the driveway yeah. and then she was, and then she was excited. Mm-hmm. And, um, they walked into the house and Edie, the way she described it is that like, she kind of almost like came up behind her and like, it's like Thea hadn't noticed she was there yet. Mm-hmm. And Edie kind of like came up behind her and she described it as like reaching her hand out, like, wanting to touch her but kind of being too like scared to even touch her yes and then like pulled her hand back and was like is your dance card full and like Thea immediately recognized the voice and like spun around and like went into the living room put on a record the record player was down on the ground so she was like on her knees putting on the record yeah and as she started to like stand back up like Edie takes Thea's head and just like presses it to her presses it to her breasts hot and like, oh my god! No, and then they just stand up and, you and know tear it the fuck out of there. Back, to, they just like know bolt Edie's and like press. the house. They they go. Judy works me or Edie's press. Like, well, wait, she. T- all right, let's review. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Okay, so she's putting on a record. She's down. She's about. She's, she's getting up. As she's getting up, Edie. she. Edie grabs her head and presses Thea's head and presses it into her breasts and they run to a bedroom. They No, they hold it there for a second and then stand up and Thea grabs her hand and just like pulls her out of the house into her car and drives her across the island to where Thea has like, where where Thea is staying alone Uh in a house where there's nobody around to bother them. And and Thea puts her in the car to East Hampton. Wait, did Edie take her stuff? This is how no. Joey so, I no, 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 no. She, so she just no, ran no, out of the house. Listen, listen, yeah, okay. I am so glad you said that because uh-huh. I think the exact same way. So mm-hmm. she told me this. She's t- I, I, I know this story. But then yeah. I'm thinking about it later. And as I'm like writing it, I'm like, where the fuck is her luggage? Right. <laughs> Which is stupid. Like they're having hot sex. And I'm like, where's her suitcase? And but they did meet up later on that night, like late, late, late that night with the friends. And I actually wrote into the book just as a scene, just because to me it made sense that the friends like brought her luggage to her. I was like, because they ran out without the luggage. Of course, how'd she get her luggage back? Yeah. And then during the editing process, the editor was like, no, this is totally unnecessary. And I was like, oh, oh fuck you, editor. <laughs> no, I love my editor. I love our editor. Oh, she's all right. Fantastic. Love you, she's editor. Love our editor. And love she's, you know, she's looking at it for just like, you know, stories right. perspective. But that is exactly the kind of like micro detail that made it so hard to get back into the book after Edie passed away. Like I... I, I needed to know like the real specific yes. details to make these scenes like really like come alive. Wow. Yeah. From that, that point that, on. So from that point that on. That is like, hot. Totally. So from that point on, I'd like. 
Judith and I are like about to go to fucking see a porno movie. All right, so go ahead. Okay, so. So I'd like to say it was like totally on at that point, but it's not. Not totally on. It's not totally on, not even so. though they, they're completely compatible sexually. It's so too. compatible and it just keeps getting hotter and hotter. Okay. But keep in mind that Thea has just ended this like relationship that she's been in forever that she actually hadn't been entirely faithful in. What? Okay. Yeah. That's, um, that's, that's all I'll say about that. There's, there's a little bit about it in the book. So okay. You can read about it in the book. Okay. But, um, so, so Thea was kind of not known as a very trustworthy person. She was a player. She right. was, and, and now that she was like officially single, she, she was knew really she could go play. To, yeah. Like, play the field. Mm-hmm. And to her credit was super upfront with Edie about that, you know, from the beginning. Um, that didn't mean that jealousies weren't going to arise. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, especially as Edie, like, continues to fall deeper and deeper in love with her. What Do you think Thea was deeply in love with Edie? I think yeah. she, yeah. I think what happened, or I know what happened, is that she found herself falling deeper and deeper and was fighting it, like, tooth and mm-hmm. nail because it wasn't the future that she had envisioned for herself as she had gotten out of this, like, longer-term relationship. She was like, I'm going to play the field. I'm going to sleep with as many women as I possibly can. And how old are they at this point? Oh, God, I have to look at my timeline. Like 30. Yeah, like early 30. 30 35. 35. Wait, wait, Mike. 80 was 35 and okay. then he was 33. Yeah, early, early mid-30s. Yeah. So... How, how does it? How do they solidify 36. it? How do they solidify it? I took a long time. It took a long time. How long? Two, Two years. years. And they got engaged the following year, so or ha- so. Here, so here's what happened: is um, they so that the rest of that summer dated on and off. Like sometimes Edie would be invited out to. Was the house. Edie like fuck her, fuck? Like was she obsessed with her, yeah, or, but- or was Edie fooling around too? No, she was pissed off. She was, she was probably, pissed off, but she was playing it cool. Yeah, for the most part, and, and until she, she would get pushed dating and doing stuff. But she but was, was she trying to make Thea jealous or no? No, just okay. No, she was just frustrated. Whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was. She was waiting, and she was playing it cool. You know, you have you ever been in that situation? Like you're you're with okay. somebody you know is a player, so you're like, fuck the. I just need to wait this out. I'm gonna make myself like cool, calm, like roll with it. I I, I try. Like, I did that. Like I because you, like you can't. A, it's a very twenties thing. Right? Yeah, like, it's you a, can't. But you also can't. You want to act like you don't give a shit about the other person. Yeah. Part of you too. So you're like, oh, fine, go exactly. enjoy. So she's trying to play it cool. Right. But Thea definitely like pushed it a little too far, like a few times, just in terms of um lying to her, like mm-hmm. flat out lying to her about like whether or not she was going to be with a different woman on a certain weekend. And like Stop. she she could have she could have flat out told Edie at certain points, like, hey, you know what, I'm going to be I, sorry, I invited somebody else out this weekend. And Edie would have been pissed, but she would have rolled with it. She knew the circumstances of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And it was when Thea would lie and try and sneak around behind her that she really would get furious. I don't rightly, blame her. Rightly so, rightly so. Yeah. But then, so It's after so the- interesting that Thea is a psychologist helping people, you know, <laughs> with their relationships and their lives. And meanwhile... She's like a player games. But there's also nothing wrong with that. I no, mean, I like, know. It's just like, funny because yeah. people think therapists lead these. Oh, yeah. It's like you, you never know, know what yeah, the hell yeah, your yeah, therapist yeah, is no, really up to so behind funny. the scenes. Yeah, yeah like all, all therapists yeah, are probably think, doing all sorts yeah, of crazy know, shit. Really. <laughs> 
Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy Gold, J U D Y G O L D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code Judy Gold at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code Judy Gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. They get engaged a year after. So end of that summer of like kind of on and off, they go into the fall, still kind of on and off, but getting more and more serious. Um, there's, and then throughout the course of that year on the off season, like during the, the, the fall and the winter, they just keep getting closer and closer and closer. And they decide that they're going to rent a place together the following summer. Um, just the two of them. In East Hampton. In East Hampton. And wait, it wasn't Southampton. I can't remember where Miss Fordham's no, in the Hamptons. Hamptons. Yeah, in the Hamptons. Um, and that's and that's when and that's when that's when things really finally got real, real between them. Um, that's when they were spending, you know, every single night together that they could. Um and just and, and, and it's funny, Edie Edie talks about how like during that period Theo would kind of like curse her out sometimes. Be like, God damn it, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing right now. I'm right. supposed to be like fucking as many women as yeah. I want. And like, God damn you, Edie Windsor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't do it now because I'm so in love with you. And who who proposes? Thea. Thea proposes. It's toward the end of the that's summer. That's so, she's the one that's hard to get. Yeah, and the then she's hard yeah. to get. And, well, and this also, I think, speaks to Thea's personality a bit mm. too, is that Thea's, um, you know, she was raised in a very wealthy family. She was also incredibly brilliant. She wanted the best. She she had really, really, really good taste. And she knew that Edie was I mean, you can't get better best. than Edie. Yeah, exactly. And she knew that. And she's like, oh shit, I got to lock this down. They get engaged. <laughs> so she had, um, the, the way Edie describes it is that Thea kind of like, 
manipulate is the wrong word, but kind of like convinced her that what she wanted, well, she asked her point blank. She's like, would, if you ever got engaged, would you, if I ever proposed, would you wear like an engagement ring to work? And she's like, hell no. All my like coworkers would be like, who's what, the guy? Yeah. Who's the guy? And she's like, well, what about a pin? So Edie was like, that that idea was planted. Like, mm-hmm. oh, a pin would be like, cool. Yeah, yeah, I can see like a pin. Like nobody would know, but it's like the secret representation of like the love that we have. And that's exactly what Thea did. She can bought her a diamond brooch. It? That, but that's what they, we had to do? Yeah, well, these like hidden codes. It's a fucking, right? I, okay. Yeah. So, you know, here they are. They're, and they're the fucking... They're the head of the lezzies, pretty much. Oh, yeah. You know, like, here we have this this hot, you know, intellectual lezzie group. I guess, you know, the coolest lezzies in town. I mean, they're pretty much the head of the cool lezzies. Yeah, that yeah. whole, I mean, that whole scene, like, it, it, it was another thing that I learned working on this project. I just, I had no idea that the Hamptons were, like, a big lesbian scene. Yeah, I was just yeah. that's where that um, um, play, you know that play? Oh, no, that's... Cove, uh, fuck, I can't. Bluefish Cove, but it's not. I don't think that was in the in the Hamptons, but I think it's like that whole idea of like those bungle those colonies where they would all you know spend the summer and stuff. Okay, but so you're 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 totally right yeah. in terms of people really looking up to them, and especially like yeah. as they as they stayed together and through the following years after their engagement, um, they they really loved playing up their kind of butch femme dynamic. Mm-hmm. I mean, they. There's there there's a book that was even written about them. They they appeared as these like kind of fictionalized versions of themselves yes. in one of their friends' books, and they described them as a as Edie playing Scarlet to Thea's Rhett Butler. You know what's so funny that Elisa always says to me, "We don't have in, uh, defined gender roles, and that's why we fight all the time." I'm like, "No, we oh, no, fight they, all the time because you're a fucking pain in my ass." Okay, <laughs> but they had they were so much passion that they they fought. And they right? fought all the time. Yeah, that's. I mean, and that was the other really great thing to to learn coming into this is that I mean, their relationship is deeply mythologized. Right? Yes. Like, they they were just as human as anybody yes. else. They oh, yeah. they totally fought. They totally of course, fought. They were jealousies. Brilliant, they were, they were know? both fucking brilliant and both fucking human. Right. Like just totally human. When to, ha, tell us when they found out that. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Living a closeted life. How yes. Stressful that was for them. Right. Especially that she's, you know, mm-hmm. Thea. It didn't matter as much because she had her own. You know, people would come to her office, right? Well, no, actually, she she kind of had mm-hmm. a bigger problem than Edie did in in, in oh, some ways, yeah, yeah, because yeah. she was she was really scared that it was going to um, affect her practice. You know, she yeah. she didn't just have gay clients; she also had a lot of straight yes. clients. And there's mm-hmm. um there's a scene in the book where uh, they were hosting a housewarming party for um, the house that they finally bought, and well, that Edie finally bought for Thea. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a whole other story, um, and. For the housewarming party, Edie made this handwritten sign to put outside so people would know to where which house it was. And it said, Edie and Thea's. And Thea flipped out. She was like, no, people can't see my name with like a woman's name out yes. on the curb. And Edie's like, what are you talking about? There's like, a, there could be any other like Thea's. And she's like, no, I've got clients out here. And it was a huge like... Wow! Big, big yeah, argument. Terrible. And um, so they, they fought hard enough that they like, you know, Changed Thea kind of like stormed off. Thea? She, yeah. Well, which, so... Then Edie changed the sign and did Edie and T's, T, like T, apostrophe S, and kind of like 
not not in a meek way, but and we like still have it. Her and, and have you it. still have it? Totally. Oh my! Oh my and God. it's on, on, you know, like on a director's chair on the back. Yeah, yeah. It was written on a, like one of those kind of things. Amazing. And yes, I have it. And so she she brought that sign to Thea, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Well, is this okay?" And like Thea knew how awful it was that they yeah. even had to have that fight, and she was so apologetic. For you know, for even that she had those feelings to begin with, yeah. but um, they did, did still like, do yeah. go with the EDNT sign instead of the EDN Theas. So back to your point. So when do they? When does uh, Thea get diagnosed? So she starts having. She starts stumbling in, uh, in um, the in, very in the fifteen years later. Yeah, fifteen they, years. Yeah, fifteen, 15 years. years. They had. They had great, great time in the seventies. It's like late seventies. I really mm-hmm. need to start bringing my like. And they traveled, like, right? Oh, or, oh yeah. traveled all and over the world. Yes. Um, well, yeah. Thea was European. So yes. Like, they just, yeah. You know, they, I mean, they had a really back. like incredibly glamorous kind of mm-hmm. jet set life. I mean, yeah. it was one of the other reasons why people looked up to them. People it was, it was a, worked with Edie. Um, you know, when she started doing this, they're like, they didn't know what she thought they were dating somebody mm-hmm. and like fancy Edie going off to the Hamptons every yes. weekend. It was like a whole thing. Wow. Yeah. So in the late seventies, um, mm-hmm. mid to late seventies, Thea starts like stumbling and kind of like tripping. Um, and she blamed it on a childhood injury that she had had in her leg and was just like, oh, it's acting up as I get older. But um, then it just started getting progressively worse. And there were other like really strange symptoms. She would get um, like this really intense like numbness band like kind of around her waist. Just a whole series of like very strange symptoms. And um, the thing with MS is that you can't just like diagnose it. You have to like basically rule out everything else before they can decide that it's actually like MS. So it was a good two years before, between like when the symptoms actually started and she finally officially got the diagnosis of MS. But um, it uh, progressed really quickly. Right after the actual diagnosis, you know, she went from a cane to crutches to a wheelchair. I mean, um, really fast, I want to say within like year or two, year or two. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was incredibly yeah. fast. So these were all like gigantic life changes that, that they're navigating together suddenly. And um, Thea even said to her at one point after the diagnosis, like, hey, if you want out of here, like, this is just going to get worse for me. Like, I I will not hold it against you if you want to yeah. leave. And Edie was like, God, no. Like, what are you talking about? Right. Like, I mean, I think she was probably angry <laughs> at hearing that. She's like, of course I'm not going to leave you in this. Um, and she absolutely didn't. Do you think Edie was ever angry about Thea's diagnosis that, you know, she felt something was taken away from them? Or- no. No, and no. not at all. And the, no. it's interesting because I, I, I think that Thea was it, scared that that's what Edie was feeling. And it really genuinely never was. I think what Edie was feeling was she was mourning the loss of a lot of the stuff they were able to do. Right. Um, but she, they had a rule that they would never cry in front of right. each other about anything. So anytime Edie would get really overwhelmed with, overwhelmed with emotion, like mm-hmm. while, while doing any kind of caretaking, didn't want to show that. Um, show that she was upset. She wanted to be this, you know, the pillar of strength. Beacon, yeah. yeah. So well, she would go and love them really. And yeah. Both, yeah, yeah. And so they she would, would cry separately. Yeah. And that was a that was a pact they had made. Yeah, it was a rule. And also, and also, a rule. Okay. Oh no, sorry. The rule was that like it, it was what like no 
no sad stuff after 5 p.m. or something like that. It was a day. No, they, no, I got to do no, that with Elisa. Yeah, no annoying me. Yeah. <laughs> after 10 a.m. in the morning until we go to That was when they argued. Yeah. And when they argued, they had like a number system. And when it got to a point where like Edie would, Edie would say seven. And they had a number system. They, they had a number system when they were fighting. And if the number got too high, they knew to stop. That I'm doing it. that with Elisa. Yeah. It's a good system. Yeah. Like, yeah it's but, like, as, but as far as the yeah. diagnosis of MS, um, you know, Edie always said it happened to both of us. Mm-hmm. Like she was and real, she yeah. also said they never stopped dancing. I mean, no. that what, you know, mm-hmm. her on top of her mm-hmm. in the wheelchair. I mean, Thea, Beautiful. Thea even says, Unbelievable. In, in, yeah. I mean, Thea did hold on to that guilt. It was something she really couldn't. And you, yeah. she says it in the documentary. There's a really powerful scene where huh. she's like, she's like, look, we can say like, yes, this is nobody's fault, but actually this is my fault. I am the one who got MS. So this is my fault. She's like, I know this isn't the exact phrasing. She's like, I know that's a really reductive way to think about it. Yeah. But Honestly, yeah, this is, mm-hmm. this is, it's very easy to fall into that thought pattern and it still makes me very upset and angry. Right. But Edie never, fuck you. <laughs> um, up until the end, I mean, it, it got <coughs> difficult at the end with, very. you know, because Thea needed so much help and Edie was getting older. Um, Edie would have never described it as difficult, but you're right. I think yeah. anybody else in the, who looking at it would have, would have, yeah, it was just it was, the level of care that was required was much more intense. Uh, they had full time help in the house. And, but until the, do you like feel eight o'clock? Okay. Do you feel like they missed out? I mean, yeah, physically they missed out on anything, but as far as the relationship is concerned, do no. you feel no. like. No, I think it, I think it, I. I, you know, it's very it's very hard to like speak to the inner workings of anybody's relationship. Right. I, I think it made things stronger between them. I, I I really genuinely believe that it made their relationship stronger. Do did you did they ever speak before Thea passed away about you know knowing that this inher- was the the federal inheritance tax bill when these these tax bills that she got that that legally married couples do not get when the spouse dies. Did they ever talk about that before? Or was it a big surprise to they, Edie? They didn't talk about that no. specifically, but they were very aware that wills were an issue and that wills... Could yes, be that is a very a, gay yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. There, was a really, there was a huge problem with um, there, with Thea's will with her family. Um, uh-huh. that, like The money that she was supposed to get was ended up being put into a controlled trust that was controlled by like these this group of men. Right. Um, oh, so they were, really, yeah. they were really careful with their money and making sure that Everything was like tracked. Um, that, but still, they got. I mean, that's they, that's they what people don't understand. Yeah. Like yeah. the younger people, what what we fought for yeah. was. Yeah. I mean, because the immediate family under the law could have not spoken to the person for fifty years, but get all their money yeah. and the spouse who lives with them for um, fifty years, nothing. On the spire side, it was like Thea's like random distant cousin or something, right? And he controlled it. And he controlled it. And yet... And she really needed help and uh-huh. wheelchair and whatever she needed. And they did not want to give the money so freely, which w- was legally Thea's 
from her father. Right. And, and um, it was completely homophobic. The reason. Compl- oh, of course. Totally because is homophobic. he still alive? No. Uh, no. Fuck him. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, really. did, but the, was, but these like cousins controlled yeah. it because they basically said, you know, we don't want you wasting giving on, wasting get, money on this on, on this other woman. Yeah. On this other woman. Did they ever? Apologize or come to terms no, or no. no? It was a horrible loss. How about the the kids? What what kids? The kids of these fuck faces. Did they ever come and no? Um, Edie became very. Edie and Thea were both very close to Patsy and Ginny, who were. Yeah. Um, I, God, but that's I, a different side of the family. You know, this was Thea's stepmother. Oh, okay. Oh no, but also the evil stepmother. But also Jewish. Her. F- Father's oh, yeah. family. Also, the uncles had a the, the uncles had a big hand in the yeah. in the legal stuff. The yeah. legal stuff is so confusing. Yes, and it's really it, really yeah. difficult. It's 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 okay stuff to get into. So you know, they came over from Amsterdam. Yes, okay. So yeah, Thea say, passes away because Thea's mother dies when she's two, right? And her father remarries someone. You know, yeah, okay. Whatever. And we don't love her. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> Thea dies in yeah. February, and April is tax day. Two months later, yes, they have to file mm-hmm. these taxes, and that's when that's she, when that's it when happened, she, and that's mm-hmm. when she learned she was going to have to. Yeah. Pay now, did this Thea know Robbie Kaplan before? No, no, yeah, yes, 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 because because Robbie had known Thea. Yeah, she was and, a therapist, and she decides she's going to represent Edie uh, and go. In front of the Supreme Court. Had you met Edie at this point? Me? Yes. yes. Where'd you meet her? Sorry, I'm not sure. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Edie! <laughs> That's hilarious. That's Alexa starts talking. I know. That's amazing. Um, Do you I think that you. was Edie? Totally. <laughs> Totally. That is hilarious. All right. She's fact checking the book from Beyond the Grave. Totally. Um, I will tell you, and it's in the book. I first laid eyes on Edie on November, it's on that thing, November 9th or something, 2010, when she got the Lifetime Achievement Award at Sage. I like fell backwards in my chair and I knew. I looked at her and I'm like, oh my God. I, is she your? Was she your, was obsessed? Yeah. Was and she then, your type? Totally. So yeah. you had were yeah. attracted to w- older women, no, not, not older, but just no, her type, her body type, her smarts. Something about or, yeah. her just blew yeah. me away. And then the case started very yes, shortly after yes. that in 2010. Yes, we New Yorkers all knew that. I mean, she had the conference. The yes, first news conference at the center. Yeah, the, in G- the gay and lesbian center. And I was watching New York One, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I was like, literally, there like, she is. Like, yeah. Oh my god! And then from there, Edie just started to go into stratospheres. The case, whatever. But I would see her at like, every event. At events. And then. You know, and would you would talk have, to her at the oh, events? Yeah. yeah, I would always go up and say hello. And uh, did she ever flirt with you? No. Really? I was like one of a million. Yeah, because she was surrounded by women all, all the, time. the time. All the time. Even when we got married, yeah. women came up and were like, Edie, if we knew you like were serious and wanted to date and get married or whatever, you know, I would have gone out with you. Go get fuck you. I'm I was standing like, right here. That's exactly what I said. You I'm assholes. standing right here. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. 
and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I actually went on your first date with you. Yes. Me and Elisa. I know. I know. We went out. Mm-hmm. Um, After Robbie Kaplan's Hanukkah yes, party. Yes. Uh, Robbie Kaplan had a Hanukkah party. Yep. We heard of Kaplan. And, and we're like, let's blow let's, out of here. Let's go. A lot of kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we were like, let's grab a drink. Yeah. And that. Yeah. That was it. And I we didn't know it was your first I know. date. Well, we really kind of, well, you we didn't really know it. Did you go home after that and mm-hmm. it's in the book? Ding dong. Mm-hmm. And was it, I mean, for you, this is like, oh my God, I love this woman. But for Edie, was there any sort of sadness or was it rebirth or was it, you know, because she had just lost the love of her life. She had been just passed away in. 2009. Nine, right. This was in 2015. And, and, and he was very lonely. Ready, and ready. Very Right. Lonely. And ready to. She wanted to find love she again. Dated. She dated. Yeah, and she had been she, dating she a little had dated She had been dated, but this was like mm-hmm. sparks flying. Totally. Yeah. That night after you um, mm-hmm. consummated the mm-hmm. uh <laughs> did you know? Did oh, yeah. he know? Did you know? Oh, and yeah. did you end up spending the rest? I mean, as lesbians do, like I know it's it. so ridiculous. It, like that was it. Um, like, I was here. Did you know uh, that you would? I mean, I, of course you knew it wasn't. You know that you would. She would die before you. I mean, we just yes, yes. we talked about that absolutely. And did was there any trepidation? I mean, I. I don't think anyone expected her to pass when she did. No. I'm sure I you was, thought there I were going to be so many more years. Devastated. Well, yeah. <laughs> was, we were so shocked. And she but, was but, coming home from the hospital, wasn't Or yeah. she had a thing. She had to be somewhere. Yeah. Like the she two had to, an interview with me the next week. Oh, uh, yeah. Three days later. That's right. Yeah, she was going to see James <laughs> Lassine. She was going to see Josh, Michael Adam. Like she yeah. had stuff to do. When she got sick, because she had heart issues. Yeah. She was a lifelong smoker or just had quit? She had quit 40 years ago. That almost broke her in the up. Really? Because throughout the beginning of the book, she's smoking the whole time. Oh, yeah. And there's um, photos of her. She always has a cigarette. And she always said that was the hardest thing she ever did. Right. Forget the Supreme Court. Right. With quitting quitting smoking. smoking. Really difficult. So she had, for the first half of her life, had smoked. Yeah. Um, but did she have heart? Pro- she only had heart problems later in life. No, she had a massive heart attack at fifty. Wow! And in her family. Yeah, her family. Her, her, her father had a heart attack. My father did too. When I go to, I'm like, going to the cardiologist. Her, her cousin said that the uh, the yeah. Schleins are famous for their heart attacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Blackie died of a heart attack. Uh, yeah, my her my father. aunts, my her father, father everyone. Yeah. So you're newlyweds essentially. Oh yeah. And she gets sick and she has to go to the hospital, but you didn't think it was. We went like every three months because Edie would kind of get a little like right. or whatever. And we would, I'm like, fine. Did let's, you ever. It's called the yarmulke. Right. Uh, it's, you know, uh, 
ambulance guys. Right. Oh, yeah. Hezbollah. <laughs> yeah. Hezbollah. Yeah. No, then, that's the fucking terrorist. I know. It's like, no. wait a minute, what are you hot, talking hot, about? The, the hot, so, hot, 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 is wrong with me? Yeah. Hot Sola. Yeah. Hot Sola. Yeah. The numbers on the front. Um, but I mean, it, like, she would just kind of get like a flutter or something. And as soon as she said to me, call the ambulance, I'm like, fine. Were oh. you, would you get worried or were you just like, another day, oh. another episode? She'd sit back down. She'd be like watching TV. And mm-hmm. so when they finally showed up 10 minutes later, they were like, Oh, you're fine. Thanks for letting us know. Okay. So. And then we'd go to the hospital and she'd run, they'd run tests and do blood work and keep her there for a few hours and then she'd come home. Did I didn't think anything of it. Whose this, idea? This was a regular. Right. You know, not regular, so it was just, you weren't worried. But oh. whose idea was it to get married? 80s. And did you have any second thoughts? Not a one. Not for, she had it's in the book the whole story's in the book um she told a couple of people not me but she did tell a couple of people that she was gonna ask me to marry her and um she just did it and i didn't hesitate for one second wow so great yeah it was really Uh, it was amazing i i mean i you could see how happy she was with you and just knowing we had, we had so much, so much fun. fun, right? Yeah. She was the funnest. She was so fun. That's yeah. What, you know, when people ask me, tell me something about ED, like that, I don't know. And I usually say, how funny she was. Oh, funny. And, and was and, so in touch with yeah. her inner child. Oh, totally. You know, of oh, being yeah. a, like, yeah. a, you know, fuck it all. And, I don't give a shit. And I say, she like didn't. She didn't have a filthy mouth, but right. she would be like, "Oh, she, yeah, oh, fuck that." Yeah, yeah. Here. But she was also incredibly yeah. sexual. Yeah, oh, that's what I, end, love about what I love about her. When she she like, was yeah. interviewed for the New Yorker, uh, and Rob yeah. Robbie Kaplan was there too, and Robbie kept saying, "You know, don't say anything about sex." Don't, and you could read in this art, article yeah. that she's like, "Okay, well, I'm not supposed to talk about that." But she was such an unabashedly mm-hmm. sexual person, and not. And no shame. There no, was no none, shame. None. We none. carry so much shame. Yeah. Oh, you should read her calendars. Uh, <laughs> it's like, just they a, had designated yeah, sex dates. A lot of good sex dates in the office. Yeah, the, I'm, yeah. I'm doing yeah, all this shit with the Lisa. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God. Wait till I get home. What do you think? I mean, we're surrounded by boxes, NYU, and yeah. you know. You've mourned, but I'm oh. sure I'm sure it's in your face all the fucking, you know. And what do you think her legacy should be? I mean, she, you know, she's thanks you and Thea, you know, mm-hmm. like we're all gone. It's it's a hundred years from now. Oh wow! What do you want people to know about Edie? Love. It was all about love. Mm-hmm. What I think is what I what I'm hoping people will take away from this book, particularly younger readers, like you know, <laughs> queer kids in their young twenties, just to see how recent this history is. Because right. there's so many like teenagers now growing up, and it's just always been available as an option. 
And this, right. this yeah. all has happened and, in and a single lifetime. Huh? If I'm on the street and I'll ask somebody if they know who Edie Windsor is, and if they don't, it's well, they, they it, it's like street. Anne Frank. They, yeah, they get this. Well, street. all right. Sorry, yeah. all the Jews. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Totally. She um, is an icon. It's, it's, I like Yeah. They get this history lesson. And like, think about it. It's only been six years. Right. Six years. Six years. And also, you know, Edie was also fundamental. First of all, she and Thea were away when Stonewall happened. They were not in town. But I remember she was always instrumental in letting people know when it came to the AIDS crisis, not only that that it was a catalyst for our movement of equality, but that the women, the lesbians, the lesbians were a huge Huge. part of that and helped the gay men. And we are never, every AIDS, Mm -hmm. I know, you know, a normal heart. Everything is. Gets me crazy. You know. And we do talk about it in the book. Yes. It's important to bring up in the book. You know, Theo was doing a lot of, you know, counseling. And we're talking doctors at St. Vincent's Hospital who are dropping dead. Yes. Um, And you talk about the women who went in and they were the ones Cleaning the sheets, cleaning up their vomit. We weren't scared. We were nurses. Yes. Like the lesbians went in and did all of this. The thing is that pisses me off though is that why would it take a fucking plague for gay women and men to come together? Yeah. It's really sad. And that's interesting about Edie. Yeah. Edie was a little different. Edie had a lot of guys. She did surround her yeah. with, I, you know, like, I oh. came out the same way with yeah. a bunch of guys too, but you're right. Yeah. You know, and it was and an anomaly for Edie to be such good friends with, with all these hot, you know, and like she hung out with all these guys. Right. And it's crazy. just, it's really sad. It really is. Well, yeah. because, you know, she also said she would do this. And if they were at a gay bar, she could at least save one of them if it got raided. Wow. By posing as a straight. Yes, 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 yes. She would grab one. She could. She grabbed one of them. At least she could save one of them. She didn't look. You know. We get a bad. Can you imagine? We get a bad rap. We do. We totally do. I could talk to you for another hour and a half, um, and I'd love to maybe do more. But um, I want since I always ask my guests two questions. I want to ask you what Edie would answer. Uh, okay, oh, I, I always WWED. What would Edie do? Yeah, what would yeah. Edie do? I do this in my head all the time. First of all, we're very pro mental health, so mm-hmm. I always ask: Was Edie on any antidepressants? No, oh. she really was very together. You know, mm-hmm. what did she do for her mental health? What did she like? If she was lonely, or I mean, she was when I when I met her. Um, it's kind of how long my life is now. You know, she was going out constantly. Yeah. And you know the attention. Yes. And she, she was got. very social and I mean, beloved. She was a yeah. Rock star. It was like the queen walked in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was crazy. But then she came home and she was alone. Yeah. And lonely. Yeah. Of and we, we talk about it in the book. Yeah. Randomly, um, right after we met early, like late November, early December, I was invited to a holiday party and the guys live right upstairs or two guys. Oh my God. Random. And I'm good friends with these guys, you know, Gene and Robbie. Amazing. And, um, so I came to their holiday party and when I came to the holiday party, I had, we had not discussed anything yet. We'd only been together maybe right. a little less than a month. Um, 
I went to the party and I disappeared. <laughs> I came downstairs. Oh. And Edie was binge watching the L word. <laughs> 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 what yeah. what made mm -hmm. Edie angry? What pissed her off? I can. I mean, when people assumed that older yeah. people don't have sex, like yeah. that was something she was yes. really, really yeah. passionate about talking about. She like, loved talking guys. about like, sex. Yeah. Yeah. I or, love or, that about yeah. her. Yeah, because we, they. First of all. You know, guys have the Viagra. They're always mm -hmm. fucking, you know, sexually harassing and like, hey, boo, you know, like, and you mm -hmm. know, half of them can't get it up. But women after a certain age are not considered sexual beings yeah. anymore. Yeah. And yeah. there was no one hotter th than Edie and more sexual than Edie. <laughs> Look who you're talking to. Yeah. I'm telling you, we had, yeah. you know, because when we got together, people who knew me, they're like, there's definitely sex going on. Yeah, right. Because Judith is pretty sexual. And yeah. Did your mother love Edie? My mother didn't quite know what to do with right. Edie. But my father and Edie were very close. Oh, yeah. My dad totally dug. They dug each other. Oh, too bad on your mother. Too she just didn't. Oh, because she's a woman and she yeah. can't deal with it. Because, you know, and this is interesting. When we got married, my parents live in Boca. What? That's <laughs> unusual. Where Jews go to die. Um, we couldn't find my parents for about a day. And she didn't want to tell anybody until we told my parents. Mm -hmm. And my dad's busy playing golf and my mm -hmm. mother's playing canasta and, you know, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we finally pegged them. And my, I get my dad and he goes... Your mother has a four o'clock canasta game. We'll call you after that. I said, fine. I called, I wanted them both on the phone at the same time. And I said to them, I got married. And they're like, what? What do you mean you got married? I said, well, I got married yeah, yesterday. Cheers. And um, they were very happy for me. They were ecstatic. Right. And like my father's asking rational questions like, yeah. you know, what does she do? You know, where do you, where are you going to live? Are you going to live in your apartment? Mm -hmm. Does she have an apartment? What is she, you know, I said, well, she's retired and whatever. And my mother pipes in the ring. Tell me about the ring. Oh God. What did you wear? And the ring is a pig. Right. It's hilarious. And I said, mom, we really, we made a decision like on Wednesday, Thursday, and then you have to wait 24 hours in New York. And we went Monday morning and got married. I said, so I don't understand no why I wasn't informed. <laughs> right. I don't understand. I could have gotten a plane ticket. I don't understand. Oh, you didn't take any pissed. pictures. My, what? Parents, my parents were pissed. I bet. Um, and then, you know, my father, again, is still asking like the rational questions. Yeah. You know, where are you going to live? Like, you know, but, and then my mother pipes in again and goes, I have another question. <laughs> and we're like, what, mom? She goes, is she Jewish? Oh, I, my God. And I said, as a matter of fact, mom, she is. She goes, I have no more questions. <laughs> <laughs> and Edie wasn't religious. She was a cultural. Neither we, yeah. Neither we. So it's funny how mm -hmm. they do nothing Jewish and yet they still want their. Yeah. I will end with. Yeah. Where's the diamond pin? It's. It's locked. here. It's in a safe in the back. Oh, I thought. He gave it to me. Oh. And, I know. And I told her I probably couldn't wear it. Right. And she was like, maybe one day you will. I said, I don't know. I don't know. I love that. Yeah. It should be in a museum or on my yeah. <laughs> lapel. I, I will, you know, when they do. Right. 
exhibits and things. Oh yeah, I've, I said that I will you, loan it out. Yeah, but I have to so make sure beautiful. it's you no know, brings and yeah, you know, yeah. the whole thing and whatever. But yeah, I will loan it out. First of all, thank you. Thank you for writing this. I mean, it must have been God, my honor. Oh, yeah, we, we spent a year with Josh, and it was great. It yeah, was, it was great. Yeah. And I'd love to tell a story of how, like, we picked Josh. Edie picked Josh. Really? Was, yeah. You met, she met a bunch of people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What do you think it was? Which was, you know, this is also interesting. She met, I don't know, twelve or fourteen writers. All of the women would not take the job. The job. They were too intimidated. They were like, we wouldn't do it. They All the women. Wait, this is why. It, I know. It's unbelievable. This is not good. Like, I would come home from work and she would tell me all about it and whatever. And most of the women, um, except for I think one, you know, were like, well, maybe, uh-huh. um, wouldn't take it. And then she interviewed a bunch of guys. And then she interviewed somebody, um, a guy who was kind of a uppity kind of yeah. whatever. And he's pretty famous writer for mm-hmm. somebody pretty a ghost writer for somebody famous i won't say who and he came here on a sunday and uh before he's going to the opera lincoln lincoln center uh, yeah and he just did us a courtesy of coming by because he just figured he got it and when he left waited till he, you know gone yeah. whatever and Edie and i looked at each other and we were like josh Oh, <laughs> I know. That's sweet, and it's true. That's so great. Who, who called? Who called Opera to tell him? Uh, the the, agent. Oh, the I love agent that. or whoever, or whatever. Okay. Who knows? But you like, did the right yeah. thing. No, I mean it was really Edie's choice, but yeah, I mean she was just. We just looked at each other and we were like, Josh. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, you know what. I I miss her. I love her. Mm-hmm. I thank you for doing that. Please, everyone, go out. I'm not kidding. It's such yeah. an important book. It's a a wild and book. precious life. A memoir. Edie Windsor, with Joshua Lyon. Yep. Judith, you're the best. Judith, I you are the best. I tried. <laughs> I just I can't thank you enough. Mm-hmm. I hope it is the biggest bestseller ever. We'll have to do this again when I can speak. Yes, yes, I'd love <laughs> to. We'll and we have to go stories. out. Yes. Oh, by the Wes, way, go ahead. I have been. I was at your shows. You're you're in at comedy Gotham Economy, and you talked about Edie and the whole, like. Oh, was, really? Years ago, yeah, absolutely. When I used to have her in my act, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I used to read their wedding announcement. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's right, baby. Yep. I'm and you were on our first date. I know. It's crazy. But shared. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Get it. Anywhere you get books, A Wild and Precious Life, a memoir, Edie Windsor with Joshua Lyon. And as we always say, so long! And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.